the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every single weekday. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. We're joined by Matt Sheehan of Locked On Spartans. He'll be joining us every single Friday. Already a good friend of the show. You already know him more than you know me, probably, here as I start up this week. Matt, it's good to have you back here on a Friday. we got a lot to talk about today. How have you been in the time since we've heard from you last on Locked On Big Ten? It's been a few weeks I was thinking nothing bad has happened in Michigan State in the last few weeks, so it's been great over here. I can't can't complain. Uh, they have me on, me on. excited to join join in and potentially potentially show every Friday. But uh, yeah, I'm going to try my best to be a an asset to my man. So yeah, it's a lot for having me on. Well, the media doesn't love you guys this week right now, but hey, hey, you guys can prove them wrong on the gridiron this fall. You did enough last yeah. year to maybe think you'd be able to do it again. So we'll get to all that as well, but. I want to start off by talking about Big Ten Media Days. First day was yesterday. We talked to Isaiah Hull, who was down there in Indianapolis on yesterday's show. But now we got Matt here. I want to discuss the things you heard over the course of the first day, starting with Commissioner Kevin Warren. Uh, Warren went out there not popular among Big Ten fans and didn't gain any popularity yesterday with what he had to say. I didn't think he was ever going to, but I wanted to start on the subject of this expansion that's going on in college football right now. As he was asked about that, and I'll just read a direct quote right here from him. We're at an inflection point in college athletics. So whether it's name, image, and likeness, whether it's the Austin case, whether it's potential college football playoff expansion, whether it's schools from one conference joining another conference, these are the kind of issues that we all will be dealing with here this year and for many years in the future. And it was a lot of that kind of safe play from Warren, close to the best kind of stuff yesterday. But he did kind of leave the door open to being able to say that, hey, the Big Ten Conference is going to survive whatever happens throughout the rest of this. I think this was kind of the main message from him. Yeah. First, I want the record to show that us Spartans are huge Kevin Warren fans. His well, son just for Michigan State in the offseason season. So yeah, Kevin Warren, your book. Anyway, what a banner like first year half for Kevin. I mean, you get the whole coveting and last you know, they, they do shut down the football, football season. Well, and then it just back, back it comes to life. So I, I don't know if he took lessons, lessons from it or if he was just going to do it anyway. But it sounds like he's just giving everything open just to not paint himself in a corner of calling anything definitive like, you know, last year with canceling and stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I'm sure he's very, very happy to everything going on and on and on, everything going on at Oklahoma, everything going on at SEC, Big 12. Probably knew more than the general public did before it came out this week. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure you know, they, they've got some t- in mind. The Big 2012, I believe that today, today as poured, there's a call with, with camps. And their admiration of the select department to possibly get the ball rolling here. So, yeah, I, I think just in a state of mind, rightly so, that I, I'm just going to let this all play out for saying thing just, just get a media day. It's boring, but if. Well, it it seems like that's what a lot of people are taking as far as this stance goes. We talked about it earlier on the week on the show with other people too, but 
just as far as this big change that's happening in college sports, it seems like everyone, at least in this first year, is a little bit cautious. But I feel like things are going to get really, really aggressive going forward. I mean, we heard Nick Saban coming out saying his quarterback that hasn't played yet is making close to a million dollars right now just because of this stuff. Some guys are already realizing how big of a selling point this is, and I feel like the Big Ten has to at least in far as that side of things goes. If you're talking big politics with the other conferences, you might have to stay hush-hush. But uh, I'm excited to hear some of these personalities in the Big Ten throughout these two days kind of hype up the opportunities that these guys are going to have or could have if they come to, say, Michigan, Ohio State, Minnesota with yeah. B.J. Fleck, whoever it is. Yeah, that's what surprised me. I'm going not verbatim here, here, but in the lines of James Frank Franklin said that we're, we're not going to use NIL in our recruiting. Like, please tell your line because that is a horrible idea to just not get to your, your advantage. Like, uh, sure that, that they would be making okay money if they go to Happy Valley. I don't know if it'll be a million dollars for a quarterback that hasn't taken a single snap yet, yet, but let's not kid ourselves. Like, that, that's a that's a major tool in that area. And I think they get money from, from boosters. So I don't know, know why he said I, I know some people like, oh, oh he just – Playing, playing to the boosters that are, that are old fashioned. Like, well, hold on, on the boosters give a lot of money. Give, give the football the best best chance of winning. I don't think they'd be, be offended if some of that money is going straight to players. I mean, that was, that was interesting to hear. I'm, I'm surprised more coaches didn't lean lean further into it back kind of the same way Nick Saban did. No, only all but two, maybe three, three schools in the Big Ten flex a million dollars being sent to kids like like Nick Saban was able to because because. But uh, same with that, yeah, he sounded oh outraged, like oh my, oh my, almost making seven seven. That's ungodly. He knows what he was doing. He using that time time to reach out to everyone and say, say, get to Bama. You don't have to play anything. You'll be taken care of financially. And yeah, I'm just surprised that no no other ten school has really done anything anything about this media day. It seems like a pretty pretty good platform to pimp out that that yeah. Well, your pockets and come to Columbus, Columbus Ann Arbor, I, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's just my, my, big, my big surprise in the whole NIL topic of conversation for me for me today. Yeah, it, well, it seems like what you said with the boosters, that should be the Big Ten's advantage because not every school yeah. is going to be able to bring in the players that, say, in that top tier, the Alabama, the Clemson, even it, those kind of legacy big schools like a Florida State, Ohio State yeah. is going to be in that tier too. Not every school is going to be able to bring in that kind of money for its players, but when you go below that kind of top of the top, I feel like the next tier has to be those schools that yeah. have the well-established kind of tradition football fan bases that you see at the Penn States, that the Nebraskas even, that mm -hmm. aren't going to be doing or haven't been doing a lot of winning as of late. Those schools are all over the Big Ten. And I think it gives these schools an opportunity to get that kind of leg up that maybe they've yeah. been lacking in getting on a conference like the SEC in the past, oh, what's coming on close to two decades now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a puzzle. Like, why not just get, just get up on it? Like, it's here. It's here, it's here to say it's going to help the, the players. It can help you you, you embrace it and lean in, into it. Like, I think Michigan State's done, done a decent job at that. They've set up a, a program within their, their football program and just educating the kids about it. And, yeah, they've been no, no stranger to promoting players' brands and everything, getting ready for, for NIL because, yeah, yeah, we're not, like, you know, one of the top, top brand-name school, school. But, I mean, it looks like, like Michigan State still has – the brand name they have, have boosters that cer certainly 
uh, help out the players as well. Well, and I don't think that a lot of universities don't have them. I think everyone's got at least a few pictures with deep pockets in their corner. So uh, let's start spending people's money. Come, come, lean into it. I, it, I'm puzzled. puzzled. I, I keep saying it, but I'm just puzzled. People aren't, aren't leading more heavily into it, like uh, like uh, saving us down in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, well, well, we'll see what ends up happening over the next however long it is to get all of this opened up. But it's definitely stars yeah. to open it up. And who knows how much money it's going to be, given how much money it has already been that's gone through these players' hands here early on. Anything else you wanted to touch on real quick? We're going to talk more about individual coaches and what they had to say here on media day here in a moment, but just maybe as a little bit of a tease going forward, but who was your kind of feature speaker from yesterday that you thought gave us the most? Cause I got my guy in mind. Uh, uh, I, it's hard not to say Harbaugh, you know, of course he's yeah. got those screwed to him. He's him. He's going to have those questions to at, at him. Um, so probably him. I am. I, I Fitzgerald had a quick little, little sit talking about NIL and, um, I think the big ten Northwestern account tweeted tweeted out like, "Oh, he's joking around about being jealous of the play." That's probably not joking. Like, I like I would understand if he's jealous of, of players being able to make it twenty years after he could could have but didn't. So I, it's just yeah, it's all nil talk with a with a pinch of hard yeah. on Thursday's media day. Well, that might be a kind of focus in on why exactly some people are, are so hesitant to do this. I'll never get it how it works in sports. People in these front offices can be so greedy to try and keep the money right now, you know, because it, if they just let the money go now, as it seems obvious to you and I, the winning is, and the success is what brings in the more money, right? Like you can sure. try and keep that money right now, but I'm always going to be a firm believer that investing that money into the success is the way that you make the most money in the long term. I, I never get how People at the college level, the pro level of sports don't see that in these kind of situations. I feel like it's nothing but bigger business to be made by letting these other people make money alongside you. Because I feel like these colleges are going to realize that while they're not going to be making as much money, they are not going to be getting all that much of it taken away either because they're still getting their cut of it. A lot of what these players are making is not taking it out of what the yeah. universities would have made. So. I, we'll have plenty to talk about all that kind of stuff. But coming up, we are going to talk more media days, the individual coaches and what they had to say on the first day down in Indianapolis. And we do have Matt Sheenan from Locked On Spartans in to talk about it here on the show. Right back here in just a couple of minutes. It's on Locked On Big Ten. You're listening. Hey, Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Big Ten, here to tell you a little bit more about Bilt Bar, helping you get the show here today. Built Bar is the place to go for all of your protein needs. They have more than 15 grams of protein per bar with less than 5 net grams of carbs and 5 grams of sugars as well. It's all the healthy stuff you want without any of that unwanted filler, but great flavor too. Built Bar has 100% chocolate in every single bar, and these things taste outstanding. People are loving the new Grasshopper flavor. It's supposed to be a little bit of a play on the Mint Brownie Girl Scout cookies that people like so much. So you can go and try that or any other flavor out right now at BuiltBar.com and save some money by using our promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So you know these guys are legit. That's Built Bar helping you get the show here today. And we thank you, Built Bar. 
Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten alongside Matt Sheehan of Locked On Spartans here on a Friday episode. I'm Nate Dickinson. Everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every single day. Let's talk about Media Day. Is the first day yesterday completed? We're talking here in the midst of day two as things are still in the middle of, well, getting down in Indianapolis. Matt, let's talk about what happened yesterday first off. And the guy we both wanted to talk about was Jim Harbaugh. He had a whole lot to answer to here in this media day session yesterday, and he did end up saying a whole lot too, including we will beat Ohio State or die trying. I, I think Michigan's going to be there whether or not Jim Harbaugh is there in a couple of years, though, is uh, still yet to be seen. So maybe he's talking a little bit more about his job security than actual football program. I think they're going to be fine, but I had to say in just how hot that seat is on him as it's been a few years now that People in Michigan have been wondering whether or not he would still be coming to these media days here in the summer. Oh, no kid. I mean, yeah, the heat's cranked, cranked up. Salary has been cut in half, half. And he's got no, it's either no buyout or close no buyout. So it's a, not probably the greatest situation going within the, the walls there uh, in Ann Arbor. But yeah, I, I, listen, like, yeah, yeah, you have to just something Ohio State State get game, get that. But, but, he also did make a mention, I believe, Penn State and Michigan yesterday as well, which, which like, that's important as well. Like, like a lot of times, I feel like they, they overlook this Michigan State rivalry. I'm not saying it's the only reason they've lost, like, so many times in the last 12 years to the Spartans. You can't be overlooking in every team and just focusing on, on Ohio State, who, by the way, like, their elevator up, up in recruiting, even after Urban Meyer left. And, like, the Michigan program has been going down. down. Like, we got two elevators going on the outway here. So, it's all fun and game games is what the fan base wants to hear. Assuming is that yeah, right, we're gonna go out and try best against Ohio State, State and try and like uh, awesome, great, like like let's let's also like focus on the rest of the conference too, perhaps. Uh, because let's not, let's not forget, forget. I believe there's two win, wins last year. I mean, I'm, I'm not going stones out of a glass house. house. I mean, who had two wins last year, year as well. One of them was Michigan, Michigan at least. So I don't, I don't know. I, I, he said everything that he could have said. It's like the, the we're going to die try quote was a worky, but it's year what of of Harbaugh? Dix, you're seven of of Harbaugh. If you don't know that he he has he quotes by now, then I I not tell you you're, must be new around here. Then it was just overall a fine fine day from him. As much as I hate him, a little bit of credit. Well, again, she in here on from the Locked On Spartans podcast, definitely yeah. ready to throw Jim Harbaugh into the fire. That's oh, sure. why I wanted to ask. Yeah. Why you wanted to ask, though, because throwing Jim Harbaugh into the fire is in right now. We're trying to get those clicks on the podcast, so we're trying to have that happen. But at the same time, it's a little bit of a smart move by Harbaugh because Ohio State's still Ohio State. Uh, he's definitely right as far as his job security goes to be saying hey maybe let's yeah. not focus on this one game as much considering that they're so much better than everybody else how about let's see if i can beat everybody else over here which to be fair to the critics he hasn't been able to do that either but i think at least he's trying to get away from maybe not the ohio state game should be what judges me considering that nobody can beat this team it's not just me in that case yeah, and, and I, I just hate this. This makes me physic to be doing this to, to come to defense of him. But but I guess what else is he going to say? No, like it's not like hang and go up on the podium and say, well, well we got to make sure they don't go to put a double, double overtime against Kersig again. Make sure that we don't don't get uh, rolled by Michigan State as half touchdown on fave. Like it, it, media day is just for saying what you want everyone to hear here and make you don't get, get yourself in the hot water. Like, like uh, everyone's just gassing up their own programs. And there's, there's nothing like that. Like, even today, Mel Tucker, 
uh, on the podium and said as goals to bring a national championship back, back to Michigan State. And a lot, a lot of people are like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Hell, hell yeah. Like, what would I say? Like, my goal is to bring a clear bowl victory to Eastland. Like, uh, of course, like, all these guys are going like, to, like, talk, like, the, the highest they possibly and positivity about, about their program. So, yeah, yeah, it's just, I feel like a lot, a lot of nitpicking going on with uh, the, the Harbaugh here. All right, this is the last I like, like, even defend him in the slightest. This, this is not, not sitting well with me at all. At all. Well, you know, like, you're right. You're right. It's, I mean, it, they can't go up there and just start talking about how they feel. They can't just yeah, go, go up five there and, and seven in this year. Oh, like, like, could you imagine if someone, <laughs> like, oh, I'm trying yeah, to keep my they, job they can't, here, right? They can't do that. But at the same time, like, it, you wouldn't be happy if you just went up there and just maybe you would be happy with that sure, sure. happening. But it, it would be just, one of those things where you can't say anything, but you got to say something. So I, I don't know. I, I like to try and at least understand a little bit of the bind that we put these guys in. We just kind of sure. put them in front of a podium for a couple of days here in July. But I, I guess let's talk more about the on the field stuff. Then when we're talking about Harbaugh and Michigan, where do you feel like this team needs to be at the end of the season for Michigan fans to be any sort of comfortable with him as head coach, or not even comfortable, just to keep him there. Who does he have to beat, if not Ohio State, if that yeah, game is too far out of reach? Yeah. Well, Michigan State has got, got to be first and foremost, no, no doubt, as much as you know, no yeah. one wants to be like, yeah, we, we are probably their top rival now. I mean, especially when you put in, into consideration just the re- reality of, of if can be beat us or not. I think think the Ohio State game is like, like so far out of them that, that I, I think we're in ourselves if – that's really the game that we, we focus on probably most. And also with, with the time having the most hope for winning that game too. Um, it's got, it's gotta be that of course, Penn state, state uh, getting a nice other guy. I, I know they only got, I think on their schedule this, year. I don't know. I, I think if it's once, once again, it's going to be a limbo of they'll, they'll go eight and four, nine and three drop by Ohio state. to until our games, but like you are, you're, you're at the, 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 the precipice, like, all right, right. We're, we're good. Like, great, we were promised eliteness, but we can't get rid of the guy because once was playing, I guess, like, this was our higher. And it's a headache that I'm not jealous of for Michigan fans. At least Michigan fans, like, we know we're at. Like, we know we're bad. Like, we know that it's a tall climb up the hill. And at least we got, like, hope. I just thought like, like Michigan fans still have that hope, though. So, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I'm looking at this from stained glass glasses, but I don't think the vibe in that base is uh, necessarily a healthy one right now. Understandably so. I mean, I'd be frustrated as well. I, well, it's absolutely the magic's gone. I mean, you think about when this guy got hired, he was someone who said, oh, no, I don't want to play in Super Bowls. I want to go coach Michigan. I'm a Michigan right. man. And then yeah. he was climbing up into trees with recruits to build up top 25 <laughs> recruiting classes and getting preseason top 25 ratings out of those classes. And that sure. magic's just not there anymore. So it comes down to, hey, start winning. Like It's, it's fizzled. Yeah. And not only that, too, but like he he's all come here as uh, – he was tapped as a quarterback guru. I, I, I haven't seen a, a quarterback quarterback come out of the program. He, he, he borrowed Jake from Iowa for one year. And that, that, that okay, that was fine. I, I don't know if he got drafted, but he hung around the NFL for, for a cup of coffee. Like, he keeps on bringing these guys in, like Joe Milton, John O'Corn, um, what have you, Shatterson. Like, I, they're, they're fine at best. I don't know. I don't know. Like, that's 
that's something I'd be really frustrated with if I'm a Michigan fan. Like the the quarterback guru can't manufacture a single good quarterback ever since Rudock left. Like, oh, okay, that seems that seems to be a uh, I digress. I'm glad that problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, Harbaugh probably the coach from yesterday who had the most questions to answer. And as we look forward to today, I know you've already taken a little bit more of a look than I have at just what's already been said here today. But who are you looking forward to hearing from here on this second day of Big Ten Media Days as we look ahead? Yeah, obviously, you know, you talk about Harbaugh. He's the, the big guy today. Well, I think Ryan today is, the, you know, the, the big guy on this beautiful Friday. Um, um, and uh, yeah, hey, uh, hey, shout out to Mel Tucker. I was able to watch uh, a little bit of him earlier today. Um, not a ton of substance. I mean, with, with a lot of these things, though. The funniest thing, though, was with the Mel Tucker is that the last person asked question was like this little kid. His, que- his question was essentially, Coach, your team's octalacked last year. What are you going to do to not be absolutely horrible? <laughs> um, so he, he, he took it in stride. It was, was a nice guy about it. But yeah, it, it's got to be Ryan today today. I mean, no doubt. Well, we'll be looking forward to hearing everything that they have to say out there at Media Days. And, of course, covering all of it here as we start up next week on Locked On Big Ten. Of course, it'll be Jay Stevens back in on a Monday. But we're not quite done yet here today with Matt Sheehan. As we wrap up the show and wrap up the week on Locked On Big Ten, there's a whole lot of athletes in the conference repping the Big Ten at the Olympic Games. We'll talk about who all of them are and what some of the best schools out there as far as churning out Olympians are in the conference here on Locked On Big Ten. Back in here on Locked On Big Ten as we wrap up here for the day and for the week with Matt Sheen of Locked On Spartans. We're talking Olympic ceremonies opening up today and a whole lot of Big Ten Olympians out there. In total, Matt, 185 here in 2021, people representing the Big Ten. We've got 164 athletes, 21 coaches and staff members from Big Ten institutions in Tokyo right now. And that means a whole lot of opportunities for medals here. In 2016, I mentioned right before we started, I'll do it again right now, uh, uh, 48 or 47 medals. I'm looking, reading off the web page here. At Big Ten Olympians in Rio de Janeiro in 2017, 19 golds, 8 silvers, 20 bronze, 38 individuals garnering at least one medal out of those Olympians. It was 154 overall representatives in 2016, and again, 185, increasing that number up here in 2020 Olympics in 2021, however you want to call it that way. But a whole lot of schools represented. But before we get into just kind of what I wanted to do about like who has most and least and who has the best chance to start winning some stuff, just take a second. That's a whole lot of people going over to Tokyo to try and uh, represent and play with the best of the world. Uh, that's a ton. Yeah. When you said like uh, 164 athletes, I was like, you just meant the whole, the whole country. <laughs> really meant like just specific from the Big Ten. So yeah, it hey, shows you how much I know about um, the Olympics coming up here and how many people... America really sent it over. And B, that's yeah, that's wildly impressive. I mean, just from the old big Tesco. Look at, look at all. Nice. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. I did want to ask you, uh, most athletes from one school was 37. Could you guess okay. which school it is? Yeah, I don't want to do this, but uh, oh, that they're really, really good at Olympics. Michigan, Michigan. It is Michigan with 37 athletes, and that's probably that's one of the easier ones to get. If you know Big Ten and some of those Olympic sports, Michigan just dominates and a whole lot of stuff. Swimming especially. They turn yeah. out swimmers all the time. Okay, like, so that's yeah. a big one. Uh, Michigan State, 
Did you want to know where they clock in at in this list out of 14 schools? Every school, by the way, as it was in 2016, has at least one representative. And there is one school with only one representative. And we'll have a guess that in a minute, too. But we'll get to your Michigan State Spartans first. How many do you think you guys got? How many does Michigan have? They had 30-something? Michigan had 37, led the entire conference. 184 total people there, coaches and athletes. All right. Well, we aren't we aren't known for that's for sure. Track and field's okay. Okay. Ah, give me a smooth eight. Give me a smooth eight from Michigan State. Michigan State Spartans come in at the second least in the conference oh. with four representatives at the to- to- Tokyo 2020 Olympics. I'm sorry to say, Matt. There is the one school below you with only one representative. There we you go. Can take a guess as to who that is. It's over on the west side of the Big Ten. Oh, okay. I, I, okay, because my guess is going to be Purdue. Purdue. No, not Purdue. Not Purdue? Purdue! Wow! No. Okay. Purdue has 10. Uh, oh, my God. Wow, I'm disrespectful to Purdue. I'm very, very sorry. Uh, and we're going to be posting, by the way, if you go to Locked On Big Ten, at Locked On Big Ten, one zero on the 10 on Twitter, I'm going to be posting up consistently because the Big Ten actually did a really good job of making this info available just consistent medal count from each school about where they're at and how many athletes still have left to compete throughout the Olympics. So if you want to keep up with this, maybe get bragging rights, you can go over to our Twitter account and follow it. But go ahead. I'm going to lock in Iowa. Iowa has one representative in the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. I did not do the research to find out who that single person was, but I will real quick. Uh, just to look at some of the other top schools out there after Michigan's 37. I mean, do you want to take a guess real quick? Just one fire off. Ohio State. Ohio State is next with 26. Keep going. There we go. Penn State. Penn State is next with 24 representatives. After right, that, next up. one has 17. All right. Uh, do you know this, this is kind of off the wall? Minnesota? No, not Minnesota. We'll keep. We'll just no, go through okay. the list now. Seventeen is yeah. Indiana with seventeen representatives. Uh, Minnesota was next with fifteen. Okay. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Wisconsin had sixteen, and then Minnesota with fifteen after that, and then I believe we go down to Purdue, which had its ten. Nebraska with nine. Maryland with six. Illinois with nine. And Michigan State with four, Northwestern five, Rutgers five. I think that's everyone. I, it was a, jumping all over the place, but I think that's all the schools. There we go. Well, of the, of the 160 athletes, I bet, I bet MSU's got the best four ones. A bunch. That's uh, <laughs> a recklessly claim right here, right now. now. Yeah. Well, again, we're going to keep track. We're going to keep our own little Big Ten medal count out there on the Twitter page. And we'll, of course, update it throughout here on the podcast for a couple of minutes, too. A whole lot of people to keep track of, though, if you want to just keep track in the conference. And again, if you're a fan of any of the one schools, you've got at least one person out there to try and root for to bring home a medal for your institution. And we'll have Matt Sheehan on next week to talk more about who knows, Olympic stuff, anything else. Of course, you guys do the betting stuff a lot with Ben back before. I'm into that, too. We'll do that, too. We're going to have a whole lot of fun right here on Locked On Big Ten, though. No doubt about that, no matter what it is we're doing. And I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about over the course of the next week in Big Ten News. Matt, thanks again for joining me here on a Friday. Everyone's been so welcoming here throughout these first five shows and me getting started here on the show online. I appreciate everyone doing it, and I'm looking forward to starting up to do more. we kind of getting our feet wet here in this first week, but we're going to gear up and get a lot more active, have a lot more people in and out here on the show again, too. Matt, thanks again for helping us out here and helping me get started up here on the first week with everyone else. 
No, thank you, man. You, man. Looking forward to fun Fridays is ahead. Uh, hopefully a lot of Fridays where people fade my picks and make us rich this, this football season. That's right. You can follow him on Twitter at Sheehan underscore sports. Follow Locked On Spartans to hear him on the podcast every single day, just like you do this one. I'm Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Big Ten. Until next week, when we'll have more on everything that went on in the Big Ten this weekend. You've been listening in to the Locked On Podcast Network.